Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Pink. Today's top story, I'm going to lead with the fact that stocks are rallying big time today. Big time. I think last time I looked, it was over 5% jump in stocks just today alone. And this is the same week that the Surgeon General said, this will be our new Pearl Harbor. Most Americans, this for, for most Americans, this will be the saddest week of their lives, which is preposterous because tens of thousands of people die every week. And that's the saddest day is when someone you love the most. This is not, not going to be any, this isn't going to be the saddest week for most Americans. I 150 saw- million Americans, no. Yeah, I saw an article in the New York Times that was titled Preparing for Our Pearl Harbor, which I thought was interesting because how oh, do you yeah. prepare for a surprise unless you're the one on the attack? Well, not to mention that he also said that this will be our new Pearl Harbor. The PNAC guys, the Project for a New American Century, who said that we need to, in order to justify invading Iraq, they said this in 2000, in order to justify invading Iraq, we need a new Pearl Harbor that will get people. It's one of those things. It's like the report from Iron Mountain says you need to actually run computer miles, models to see how many deaths it takes to change public opinion about policy. So that's like I noticed as soon as on 9-11, the first thing I did was look up how many people died in Pearl Harbor to see if this was as bad. And then I looked at the Vietnam War. The entire war like would have killed as many people if those towers were full, but they weren't because it was before business hours. That's interesting. The narrative has started to veer back around to the possibility that this virus came from China and Wuhan. And I think that that I thought that that was going to happen from the beginning because that is a way to really make China the demon in the public mind. That could be a way to get us into a war in the not right now, but a reason. China did this to us. We've heard that theme for a long time. The validity of it, I I don't know. But I think that is a way, similar to what you're talking about, to blame someone, to send troops in or do whatever. Not send troops in China, but you know what I mean. I think a couple of things. The, the fact that, it, that this all started in Wuhan and it has that bioweapons feel, I believe that's why they chose Wuhan. It's also like a very congested place where a lot of people smoke, a lot of smog, like it's a perfect place. And that's why Dean Kuntz's book took place in Wuhan. The vi- it was based on the bioweapons lab. Like these, this, it's not like a coincidence, strictly speaking. It's that they were planning this around conspiracy narratives. I also think that the feeling that we're like building up this war fervor against China is very propaganda-y. I don't think it's about a real war at all. I think it's to throw us off the track that we're in complete cahoots with China and that they're everything they need a war for, they're doing with this pandemic. They don't need a war except for to actually kill people, but they could do it with this. They could do it with this and they're not apparently doing it with this. But I have to say, like, think about the stocks. Stocks are through the roof, and I think they're saying it's because, like, the deaths in New York have peaked and they're coming down the back end. I think it's that they're pricing in two more $2 trillion packages, one of which is infrastructure, which Trump said, 
with a zero interest rate, now's the time. And Larry Kudlow said, oh, these are, don't think this is government spending. This is public-private partnerships because the private sector is so much more competent. In my mind, like, that's trying to appeal to, like, libertarians and stuff. In my mind, that's fascism. And if the government has a mandate to choose to do something that the private sector would do better, then we don't need the government to do it, to, to use their force. I absolutely hate it. And, uh, I, and it, another thing that we can get into, if you want, is that... These guys are, as Trump gets more and more ridiculous in his spending, in his rubber stamping, in his making government bigger, in his is following the lead or leading the charge or however you want to look at it, of all these premature, unfounded, unevaluated, imbalanced approaches to this virus, people are defending him more and more like in the Twitter verse, like they're saying, oh, you don't understand. He's like ending the Fed. He's doing all this great stuff. This guy is a disaster. And the people who have been falling for his stuff the hardest continue, they, they continue to make excuses. It's making me crazy. I've had to, for the first time in my life, mute people just for being so ridiculous. Yeah, and on the other side of that, on the left, I know we, we've mentioned this before, but I'm seeing it more and more on social media is people are calling for fascism. And I know you said they're the fascists all along. Calling Trump a fascist for four years. Now they're demanding that he take over the private companies and make as many ventilators and as many masks yeah. and as many Who whatever could be more as possible. Fascist? I mean, it really is like Germany, like Nazi Germany. With Show the me your papers. And with the businesses in league with the government to make stuff. So those businesses are still around, you know, Bayer and Bosch and everything. They're still around, Krupp. They're still around the businesses that were in league with the government during that crisis. And back then they had concentration camp labor, but here you are, they do. Some people, healthcare workers anyway, are going to have to like report for duty, uh, even if they don't want to, even if it's hazardous. But I had somebody ask me- Are you talking about the draft, the medical draft that they were talking about? I, I what you you can tell us about that. I just know that there are people who are in the medical field who are being told that they might have to take orders. Yeah, De Blasio suggested there be a, a military yeah. style draft for medical professionals. I've thought of that. I mean, anybody who's seen Doctor Zhivago knows you don't want your kid to be a doctor because if war comes, that they will come and get him and take him away. A great point. So Q, so this thing Q is like this secret. It kind of like took over from. Was it anonymous? Like anonymous, there was a movie, anonymous, then everybody has the Guy Fox masks. I always thought that. Anything, any, any, like the revolution will not be televised. You know what I'm saying? Any, anything they give you, prepackaged, whatever, isn't valid. They would suppress it. And Q is a guy who says that Trump is Batman, that there are all these indictments waiting, 40,000 indictments waiting to put all the pedos. All in the jail. pedos are coming down. That's what's going on right now. That's what everybody thinks. Yeah, so Q they're Q. acting. This guy Q feeds the narrative. So, like, you can't get any news from the news, right? It has to be a leaked document or a hacked document or some deep web stuff or whatever. And Q is like the deep web source for people who rightly question the official narrative. But this just, this is just, I mean, they, if it's like Julian Assange. I think that he's a honeypot. Like if they, if they, 
if they didn't have Julian Assange as a honeypot, they would have to create a honeypot to try to get all the whistleblowers trapped before they could do any damage. So if it's not Julian Assange, who is it? So same thing with Q. They want to control the conspiracy narrative. If it's not Q, who is it? Somebody's out there, Alex Jones. Who, there's some people out there who are there to control the impulses of people who don't believe the truth, who don't believe the narrative. But I have to say one more thing about the, if you don't mind, and then, yeah, then go it's for all it. yours. The, I'm, being, I'm realizing how damaging propaganda is right now because, so, so we had this great patron party on Friday, and I think we're gonna actually have to keep with this theme, one hour, two cocktails, no record. So most people like will publish it later. Like I'm kind of not on board with that because I would think that we should be able to like let our hair down, whatever. So that'll be fun. I don't know, whatever, we could talk about it, but it was really fun and that's what we did. And uh, I said something that got a little blowback later, which is like, I don't, don't call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't, I don't care. Like I, I own it. I don't, I'm not afraid of that expression, but it's not correct. Like I, I don't care about the conspiracy. So I look at the chemtrails. I can see them. They change the weather in real time during the day. I can see that by looking at it. Carnival Cruises, another ship, the Coral Princess. So the seventh cruise ship in the news about coronavirus, every single one of them has been owned by Carnival. That's just a fact. And every government from local to national, international, everything around the world, judicial, every branch of government, every party is all on the same page with the response to the coronavirus, even though I suggest it would not stand up to scrutiny. So these are all facts. You can apply to that a theory of how it's working or who's in on it or whatever. I don't care. These are the facts. And, and the problem is that when they use they, so, for example, with the idea of all the governments being on the same page, it is clear that we don't have a representative government. They are coordinating either by instinct or conspiring. I don't know. I don't care. They are not representing us, that's for sure. They are not using fact-based evaluation or there would be some variation in how people responded because the facts are just not conclusive or weren't when they started with this stuff. But, but because propaganda convinces you that this is what everybody wants. You can say, well, it may not be true, but that's what the feeling is. That's what the vibe is. However, so there are two things that have been shut down that would have given the lie to that. One is our right to assemble, our First Amendment right to assemble. We Millions of people would have marched on Washington if we had had any kind of like real press or liberty to walk around, but we don't. And that would have been a show of hands that the propaganda is lying about everyone being on the same page and that the people are demanding it. Some people are demanding it, but not everybody. And then like my WSB show, I would get callers from all walks of life, every race, every social status, every economic status, giving the lie to the, the idea that this is unanimous and people all buy it. I was online at the store yesterday and I just, people were wearing masks and stuff. I told you I removed to a remote location. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't know if I was breaking some rules or whatever. But I went to the most, accidentally, most restrictive place. Anyway, I shouldn't even say. I probably will get flack from my family <laughs> if I reveal where we removed to. But I was online and I, uh, I was like the only person not wearing a mask. 
And I was like, yeah, this is all bull. And the people around me were in agreement. They were in agreement. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are like that. You look at the people walking around the neighborhoods in Georgia anyway. There's I've never seen so many people walking their dogs. The yards, the lawns have never been so well groomed. There's never been more people gardening. I think a lot of people feel that way, and it's just not getting expressed in the mainstream because they don't want to express that narrative. They want to demonize that narrative. Similar to what you were saying, I took a trip over the weekend. Not Same saying thing, I right? violated yeah, we the shelter-in-place I don't order. think we should... I'm going to tell like, you what I saw. Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, right. But I just feel like I feel bad, Like, but I just... I don't know. It's messed up. Like They've got even me paranoid about... Yeah, you even got paranoid even going anywhere. (laughs) And yeah, there's a couple, a handful of things over the weekend that were very interesting. When I took this trip, I was riding on a highway, a couple different highways, and one of them has an interstate that has a train over it. And I've been driving on this road for two decades, and never have I seen a train moving over this overpass Hmm. that goes over this highway. I saw one, it was about eight o'clock at night, Saturday night moving over the highway pretty quickly, too. And I'm not quite sure what they were hauling, but it was interesting looking. Now, I've seen some photos and stuff and some video that people posted online about trains moving military stuff across the country. Maybe they do this all the time. Maybe this is not out of the ordinary. I don't know. I just had never seen this train moving, and my sister lives near a train track. And shortly before all this began, I noticed an increase in trains moving back and forth through there. I don't know if there's something there, but I definitely find it interesting. And I also was riding up 75, and this was also probably about 9 o'clock, and there was no traffic on my side. None. I could have zigzagged. Nothing. On the other side, it was fine until it wasn't. And I came upon just a stoppage because there were police cars in every single lane lined up as though they were about to start up the Indy 500 or something like that. There wasn't any ambulance that I saw. I don't think they had somebody pulled over. They were just blocking off the whole the whole highway. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was a, a roadblock, but traffic was backed up from there. I'd never seen a roadblock like that, but there was definitely something going on there. And then on the way back, there was some interesting construction going on and some police officers kind of guiding and protecting the people doing the construction. So a lot of really? kind of bizarre- Wait, construction? Like, do you think that this is in keeping with some of the reports that we've been getting about 5G towers and 5G-related, like, uh, underground stuff? That This was on the interstate, and maybe, because they got to have the interstate have to be 5G. They have to be Internet of Things as well. I don't know what they were doing. I've seen construction before. This was not road paving. This was not filling potholes. This was something different. There's usually not a police escort to these things at least that I've seen, and there's not as many cars on the road, so it's kind of interesting that there's a police escort. This time, there's not when it's a little more dangerous, but on the 5G thing, I did get a message from somebody, from Chris on Twitter, who said that he listened to our show on Friday, and he heard about, he heard from a client who works for Verizon that they are, in fact, laying fiber optics for 5G all around the city, and that they expect to reach completion no later than September, and that it, it is a joint venture between Vodafone, Verizon, and AT&T, maybe? Yeah, probably. Or maybe Verizon and Vodafone, and they're in an arms race with AT&T. 
So take take what you will from that. I think they are laying this infrastructure. They're solidifying it. I've heard the AT&T guy talk about we're going to be expedited into this or sped up into this virtual 5G world. I was somebody tweeted at me an article from the UK saying 5G conspiracy theories cause real damage and danger. Did you see that? So that was like a false flag, of course, I think, where somebody like burned down a cell tower and it all comes from this nonsense that like 5G creates the risks. I think that came up at the patron party too. And I just, I don't think I finished my thought, but what they were saying was, or what I was thinking was that if you have a problem, if you have a sickness or you have this response like to bad electricity, if that really does affect your health, it's really convenient to say, like if they put, pull up a virus and, and blame it on that virus, then if 5G is all laid down and people didn't even realize it, and then forever after we all kind of have ill health, it would be a very reasonable narrative that they could throw out to say, you know, more people were exposed to five to coronavirus than you think. And even if you didn't have symptoms, it might have long-term effects on you. And like the whole health of humanity declined after that. And because not everybody's hypersensitive to the electricity stuff or the 5G stuff. So you could just say, like, you can't even test for exposure, but, you know, it just changed everybody's health. Yeah, there's definitely health effects that it has. I don't know what the extent of those are. I don't know if they've done more testing on on that. I know that Brussels, the place that they were originally going to do the first rollout, would not even put it in place because it exceeded the radiation levels. Yes, and it's so funny because Brussels is the center of the world government. Isn't it? Right. Isn't that where where the the Hague is? (laughs) So what was this thing about there's been even more information about uh ventilators you were way ahead of that story what was what what did trump say because we got a a tweet from a nurse a NICU nurse who said it's a very serious decision to put a baby on a ventilator can save lives but it has a lot of risks involved yeah there's a lot of risk involved in ventilators and they're just now starting to talk about this they've been pushing this whole we need more ventilators more ventilators more ventilators and not even discussing the fact that when patients especially those over 65 are put on ventilators a good majority of them never come off of them it's a very risky thing to do and especially in a setting that is hectic and there's maybe people who aren't as trained as they should be then the death rate can be even higher nobody ever talked about that so the idea is you don't want people to be on ventilators unless it's absolutely necessary and trump alluded to this finally nobody had mentioned it at all until well i did when we brought it up in the show last week, but Trump on Saturday, he, he was saying, we know what the outcome is. I don't even want to say what the outcome of these ventilators are. You guys don't write about it. Uh, I don't even want to mention how bad the outcome is with these ventilators. He was very cryptic in the way that he spoke about it, but he was definitely talking about the dangers. Well, one thing that, first of all, it can increase, that alone could attest, could uh, attest, be a reason why the death rate is higher in the pneumonia season if they're if they have more ventilators and they're using them stupidly or whatever but plus there are in that defense production act which is part i think of how gm is making these ventilators i believe it's actually in there or it was um some reporting on that or event 201 certainly had it in it where legal liability and regulatory restraints would be lifted or modified so you can actually be, if you're insulated from the damage you cause, you get a situation where it's like vaccines where they don't even look into it. You can't even have your day in court. 
I heard something about that where they were trying to pass something where I think that you couldn't sue so that doctors can be free to try other measures. Which lawsuits, the the threat of a lawsuit does prevent people in the medical profession from being experimental where it might be a good thing, but it is a delicate balance there. I want to say something about the propaganda effect that you said a minute ago. I the, the effect of the propaganda is everywhere. Propaganda can cause madness, absolute madness. It can do it. This is like a blitzkrieg, you know, like a, a hammer, hammer, hammer at home, you know. I saw a post on Facebook about the Beltline in Atlanta recently, and the Beltline is still open, at least it was earlier today, and people are just getting really upset that people are still going to the Beltline. There was a picture posted of a restaurant and a few groups of people sitting outside this restaurant that's on the Beltline, and the reason that this was shared was because look at all these people who are going to kill us. Look how well shelter-in-place is working. They're going to kill us. And one person responded by saying they're just waiting for their to-go orders, to which another person responded to that by saying, let me be clear, hashtag stay the fuck home. And then it was an onslaught of people shaming this person who was just pointing out. To do something that was like normal, right? Absolutely. It's allowed. So we're supposed to be taking, this also bothers me, we're supposed to be taking our marching orders from like the overlords. We're not allowed to think for ourselves or anything like that. They say wear a mask. They say don't wear a mask. They say wear a mask. They say don't wear a mask. I'm waiting for Kemp to say like hop on one foot and have everybody hop on one foot. You know, <laughs> but but they but they're they're trying to shame people who are just abiding by the parameters. You know what I mean? It's like why did you only pay? They do this stuff to like guys who are running for president or whatever. Why did you only pay what you owed in taxes? Like, why did you take those deductions? Should have done more. What what am I supposed to do? Like, what? You're micromanaging every last thing, and there's, like, a whole bunch of other things I can't do or taxes I have to pay. Like, it's just craziness. It's You should be wearing a bubble when you're outside. It's like bankrupting opioid manufacturers. It's like you completely set the parameters for how this is done to the point where my own personal conscience, it's like medical malpractice. Your conscience can get you in trouble. You must do what they say, not what your conscience says. They got these people, too, who they're convincing them that they're doing their civic duty by being snitches, by being rats, by saying, look at those people touching their face and standing five feet apart outside. Fuck you! Screaming at people. Well, they develop these subcultures. I'm reminded of that 150-page slideshow from, I think it was the Defense Department, where it was memetics, memetics, which is different from memetics, like there's two different words, but one is like memory and one is memes. So the memetics are, it, it, they, dis, they enhance dysfunctional subcultures. And Karen is a dysfunctional subculture. The person who is screaming and yelling to like goes up to the kid in the car with his window rolled up. He rolls down, <laughs> she spits in his face, go home, oh, you're spreading coronavirus. Like that's Karen, she's a dysfunctional. And then the Q thing, like that is, it's, I don't think that's dysfunctional, but I think that they're taking a subculture that would question the authorities and enhancing it so that it makes them look stupid and also neutralizes them. Like, it doesn't look stupid to me, but it, like to the outside world, you know. They can give out stupid. legit info, but because they've been propagandized, it yeah, makes it look like they, yeah, yeah. That's Alex Jones, so that he's a taint agent. But Q, I don't think looks stupid. I think his his stories are far-fetched and they they're so far-fetched that they actually justify these crazy things that trump does that any normal person looking at this saying like you can't make an infinite money supply 
and and what'll end up being six trillion dollars all told in fiscal stimulus and say like, oh, he's just doing that to throw them off. <laughs> you know, to yeah. throw them off the scent. It's like, well, that is going there, you know, there's no saving it then. There's no you know, it's like Stanley Stifferson, like we're gonna prank him to death. It's like, well, that's not really a prank. That's <laughs> that's the end of it. But I, I just feel like they know what they're doing and they've kind of like whether it's government schooling or whatever has gotten people to where it's really maybe the indiv- indivisible thing where they think they're the resistance and they're really the Nazis. The, the, yeah. And they're, and they're the followers. Like, yeah, don't this. think like they're, she's snapping her fingers. Don't think, just don't vote for who you want to. Just when we tell you to vote for that guy, I don't care if he's in jail for mass murder, you're going to vote for him. Yeah. It's like what? And it has a real impact. As you mentioned earlier, it makes us not want to like even, go outside or go take a drive not for fear that we're gonna suddenly our eyes are gonna start spitting blood out but no, for fear that other people are going to be like uh-oh better call the cops we need yeah, to like i'm worried because i'm telling you my own family extended and immediate like are not all on the same page yeah so for me, I don't care at all. I don't care at all. I don't care what people think about me. I don't, I'm not worried about the virus. I don't care if I get it. I'm just, but other people, like, don't even want me to talk that way. They're like, don't say that. That's like a jinx. I'm like, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really constrained because there's so much peer pressure, social pressure at this point. But like what I was saying before about the propaganda, like we could go march on Washington and demonstrate that there are a lot of us. So I put something out about world government. Some guy put out, a funny meme tweeted to me and, and ABC News or whatever. It was great, Scott. Great meme where it's had somebody on the phone saying, I'd like to report people not living in fear. And it got <laughs> like, a th- last time I looked, it had a thousand likes and many, many retweets. So there are a lot, a lot of people who are on this page. But the propaganda is so self-fulfilling yeah. that when you've got like Karen screaming, stay the fuck home, every people get on that bandwagon and yeah. then you have then it is real then you really have but but it's it's the lie like the press is completely controlled that first amendment was had some potential <laughs> it's it's not working out but if it, if it had been fulfilled it would have been pretty valuable absolutely and there's a county in san francisco that they're making mask mandatory now you can't. You're supposed to wear a mask if you go outside. The county at all. in California, Riverside, Riverside County, Riverdale, Riverside County. I think Riverside that's where. County. Yeah. Coachella is. Yeah. It's and it's. If I'm not mistaken, that's in the desert where it's. Well, there's nobody dry as a bone. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like it's. I think if you spit out there, it would evaporate before it hit the person three feet in front of you. Yeah. I want to say. I something think they about- closed the golf courses too. And oh, all did that. they? I'm they thinking, closed the golf courses out yeah, there. Yeah, and I'm thinking. What and they had some earthquakes over the weekend. Somebody tweeted at me who's out there. So they, I just think it's funny to close the golf courses if they just let people go one at a time. You'd literally be taking that person out of circulation, improving his health. You know what I mean? It's just, it's this stuff is preposterous, and yet every there's not one sane politician. It's like Ron Paul or, or, um, who was it, the Greek walking through, it's a funny story, I won't tell it right now, but walking through D.C. with a lantern, not D.C., the Capitol with a lantern, looking for one honest man. 
Oh, I can't remember. I know so yeah, so about. Rand Paul called me once a long time ago when he was running for Senate, like way, way long time ago. And he thought I was still like working or whatever and had money. But he literally, I was talking to him personally and I said, oh, like your dad reminds me of the, you know, he would have found your dad and your dad alone with his lantern. Yeah. Paul was just yeah. like, I, can you come to my party or what are you talking about? <laughs> So Trump talked over the weekend, and so did a few other people. Trump made a comment about the NFL, saying that he expects the NFL season to start on time in September, while Gavin Newsom, the California mayor, or governor, he said that he did not think that the teams in California would be playing by September. And then there were some other coaches and owners that made some comments about the season. It wasn't a major story. It was just kind of like cracking the surface of a story. And the reason I'm pointing this out is because this is a conditioning process right here. Getting this conversation of, wait a minute, there might not be a football season in September happening and getting the public ready to accept that reality. And even though Trump's saying he he hopes that it will be and says it will be, that's still generating the dialectic, so to speak. Yes, there will. No, there won't. Yes, there will. And it gets the public to start thinking about it. And then they hear the arguments. And then the public, the people who are huge football fans, ultimately start saying, you know, there shouldn't be a football season. They start begging for there not to be a football season. So it starts that process. And it also indirectly puts in people's minds, we're still going to be dealing with this in September which I believe that we will. Like I said, I think we might get a brief reprieve, but in September, I think we absolutely will. It's like I lost your audio there. Sorry about that. I had some barking dogs. Oh, okay, in my remote yeah. location, <laughs> I have no doors. I have yes. no crates for the dogs. I have an echo, as you can hear. That's why I'm like talking like I'm on quaaludes. Barking but, dogs have appeared in podcasts and television broadcasts all over the country oh, ever really? since this sheltering in place has happened. Oh my gosh, I was watching the news this morning and that I didn't mean to. My husband had it on. It was uh, Jim Cramer. Fucking pissed me off that guy. And they were trying to keep straight faces like these guys talking to each other as if they were really fucking serious. And Jim Cramer was doing a much better job than the other guy. And he was like looking at the other guy like, this is how you act. And the other guy like could barely keep a straight face. But Kramer like took his mask out and I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to do it. He's going to wear his mask. Guy they should mask? all wear their, no, no, Corona mask. Well, he is definitely not an anonymous guy. He's the most conformist guy on earth. He yells at people for joking when he's fucking completely yeah. histrionical. But I thought he was going to put the mask on. But of course he was like, I'm going to wear it in my car. I'm going to wear it everywhere. Even if there's no danger, just <laughs> as a sign, you know, and I'm thinking they wear it now. Yeah, put it on right now. Joe Biden said he was going to wear a mask as well because Trump said he wasn't going to wear a mask. Everybody else is now saying that they are. And they're saying wear bandanas, wear T-shirts. People look like Krypton Bloods. I think the Guy Foss, Fosk mask, how do you say that? Guy, Guy Fox. Fox. Yeah, F I think that mask. W-K-E-S. The scream mask, maybe a ski mask. You had a good idea in the beginning that we should just like get logo masks and it should have been a coronavirus with a circle and a line through it. That's all. You know, maybe the novel coronavirus. An event plushie. 201 mask, perhaps. Yeah, an event 201. I wonder. Event 201 should have handed out masks instead got of stuffies. A, a box of 100 masks on the way out the door. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's really coming. Or it should be so. like literally shaped like a coronavirus, like a round yeah, yellow yeah. with the red yeah. around the edges. And it could, they could make like funny. a digital one that tells other people to stay inside. So I have idea, uh, 
some about Sweden. I also want to talk about um, what are the effects of them not spraying so much. We'll do that in the patron 15. All right. And I have two rather shocking clips, very short clips. Oh, great. That okay, I think great. will trigger you that we will also do. Oh, bad. You guys can I don't find... like to be triggered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I do. Makes my job easier. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want to get access to that extra 15 minutes that we post every time that we post a drive time news blast, you can become a Propaganda Report patron at the patron at the Propaganda Report <laughs> Patreon page, patreon.com backslash propaganda report for access to that. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. Keep those hands clean.